0: Booster is excited to support DIA Schools Collaborative on furthering the missions of our respective organizations through Follow to Lead podcast and other DIA programming. Visit choosebooster.com for details on Booster's school fundraising events, technology, and customized spirit gear. Booster can help your Catholic school meet and exceed its fundraising goals. Learn more today. Welcome to Follow to Lead,
1: Amen. Christ the Teacher, teach us to listen. Teach us to do the deep listening to the sounds of our soul, waiting to hear your voice calling us to cast out deeper, to become fishers of men and women, shepherds of souls, to follow your will in order to lead others to the truth, beauty, and goodness only you can offer. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Well, welcome to Follow to Lead, a journey twice a month into the world of Catholic education, exploring what it means to follow God in order to lead others to him. I'm Father Randy Sly, your host. And today, since this is the Friday before Christmas, we're going to depart from our normal interview format and feature a special program— Several years ago, I wrote a Christmas story that celebrates the work and witness of our children in our schools and parishes. It's a lighthearted story called, Have You Seen the Baby?, which documents the planning and presentation of an annual play about the nativity of our Lord. I hope you enjoy it. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for all the hard work you've put into this year's Christmas play. You have given your best in rehearsals, and I know that all the parishioners at St. Bartholomew's will really enjoy this presentation. Father Richards stepped back from the microphone and looked over the sea of faces. The actors were all seated in their costumes in the front rows of folding chairs in the parish hall, The turbans and ancient robes they wore looked very much out of place in the new building that still smelled of fresh paint. Joey elbowed Miss Samantha, who was seated next to him in the front row. How come Father Richards calls us ladies and gentlemen? I'm seven. Shh! Samantha looked at Joey sternly. He always calls us that, Joey. Remember, he's the pastor here. He has to act extra nice. Samantha's hushed tones trailed off as Mrs. Williams, the children's choir director, stepped in front of the young choir of shepherds, angels, and wise men. Thank you, Father Richards. Your support means so much to each of us. Joey elbowed Sam once again, who responded with a fiery glance. Mrs. Williams continued, Tonight is the dress rehearsal. This is our last chance to be sure everything is ready for tomorrow's or tomorrow evening's presentation. I want to be sure we all know our lines well. Samantha adjusted the halo perched on her head and fidgeted with all the buttons on her long white gown. As the tallest girl in her class, she was picked to play the lead angel, the best and biggest part of the whole play. Over the years, she's played a variety of roles in the annual Christmas pageant, including a shepherd, a young mother carrying a baby, and a few times, even one of the barnyard animals. Now at 12, she was glad to have a better role. Stop fidgeting, Sam, Joey said to his sister. Five years younger than his sister, Samantha, he had promoted, been promoted this year from a lamb to a shepherd on the hillside. While he didn't have to say anything, Joey was glad to be standing and holding a shepherd's crook. Last year, he just crawled around the stage saying, "ba." This year's pageant was going to be something special. Mrs. Williams had surprised her youthful cast by announcing that Mr. Stringfellow was going to bring some of the sheep from his farm to use in the play. Father Richards was not happy about it at all, but Mrs. Williams seems to get her way whenever she seems to be firmly planted with something in her mind. She could convince the wallpaper to fall off a wall. Joey heard his dad mutter once, or more than once, after hanging up from one of Mrs. Williams' phone calls. Joey thought he would really like to see that a shrill blast from the whistle that mrs williams always wore around her neck ended joey's daydream as she called out names from her command post at the microphone the children hustled obediently to their positions so the drama could begin joey shuffled over to the left side of the stage in front of the cardboard hillside and aluminum foil stars he stood next to a small sheep pen made of scrap lumber that would hold the sheep. High above him, Samantha hung like a prize fish from a cable that Mr. Oswald, the janitor, had rigged up to raise and lower the herald angel. The rest of the angels were kneeling on a scaffold set up behind the mountain scenery, and which was borrowed from Smith's Paint and Supply Company. Mrs. Williams was going all out this year. Joey looked up and waved at his sister. Don't get sick up there, he whispered loud enough for her to glare back at him in a wordless response. Brothers, she muttered to herself. Once in place, Mrs. Williams waved her clipboard to the man standing in the back of the hall. He opened the door and waved. Suddenly, the parish hall was filled with all kinds of unusual noises. One by one, Mr. Stringfellow and his three sons "'gently guided five lambs through the maze of folding chairs "'and into the sheep pen he had built on the stage. "'Give them five minutes and they'll settle down, Henrietta,' "'Mr. Stringfellow shouted above the bleeding. "'They're a little bit nervous, but it'll wear off. "'Then you can start your rehearsing.' "'He and his boys went and sat down in the front row, "'just in case one of the sheep decided to make a run for it. "'Joey's eyes got as big as saucers he had grown up in the town and had never seen sheep this close before he was only a few feet away from them and one of the sheep was starting to press his head through the wood railing and trying to sniff joey's robe joey moved a few inches away but the sheep kept trying to push his head through the rail bill wesley who had just turned 13 and was Joey's hero because he played soccer and the trumpet, walked to the microphone and began his work as narrator. Now in those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus. Even at his young age, Joey knew the story by heart. He had been in the Christmas play ever since he could remember. According to his mom, he even played the baby Jesus just after he was born but he of course couldn't remember he liked to hear the story in fact he never tired of it even after the yearly pageant christmas mass and his dad's reading of the story after christmas dinner he did like the story but the pageant was not his favorite thing to do in the same region there were shepherds this was their cue Joey tried to walk around as he was supposed to, but one of the sheep had worked his head all the way through the wooden rail and was chewing on his robe. As he moved, the sheep wouldn't let go, but kept chewing insistently on the fabric. He tried to swat the sheep's nose, but that didn't work either. The stubborn sheep was not going to let go. There were various retellings of what happened next, depending on who you talked to. The best Father Richards could make out from all the stories was the following. As Joey swatted the sheep's nose a second time, the animal reared back and broke the wooden rails of the sheep pen. This sent the sheep scattering and the shepherds scattering everywhere and scared the other sheep as they were going around, bleeding and buying. They all began running around the stage and then separated, running out in different directions. One jumped through the cardboard mountain, and another tipped over the candle in the manger, which thankfully. Take two. One jumped through the cardboard mountain, and another tipped over the cradle in the manger, which thankfully did not contain the baby. The third lamb had run through the manger scene, down the stairs, and through the sea of chairs toward the back door. He was followed by one who had been eating Joey's clothes. The fifth one, however, headed back behind the stage and startled Mr. Oswald. He was so shocked that he let go of the rope, holding the herald angel who promptly fell into the pile of straw while her fellow angels were jumping up and down on the scaffold, screaming in terror. When all was said and done, the scenery was toppled, the manger in ruin, and the sheep were finally cornered by the stringfellow boys. Well, all except the hungry one who was now chewing on Mrs. Williams' dress. Mrs. Williams, by the way, had stood motionless through the whole disaster, her whistle still hanging from her lips and not believing what had just taken place. Outside the pastor's office, Joey could hear Mrs. Williams crying and Mr. Stringfellow laughing behind the closed door. It really wasn't his fault, not really, but he still felt responsible. The door to the office opened, and he heard Father Richard say, "'Not to worry, Henrietta. Tom Oswald said he could have everything back to normal for tomorrow night's performance. It will be just fine, you'll see.' Still dabbing her eyes with a lace handkerchief, Mrs. Williams walked down the hall and out the door. Joey's was Joey was glad that she hadn't seen him. "'Well, young man,' Father Richard stared matter-of-factly, "'I think we've had enough excitement for one day. Let's go find your dad and mom and sister so you can head home.' Placing his hand on Joey's shoulder, the two walked silently down the hallway, up the stairs, and into the new parish hall. Samantha and her mom were hanging the last costumes on the rack in the storage room, now a dressing room, near the stage. Joey surveyed the disaster as they walked by. It was hard to believe that just a half hour ago, all was right with the world. That night, Joey dreamed of sheep. They were hanging over his head, wearing halos, running around him, chewing on his clothes and blowing whistles that hung around their necks. He was glad when morning finally came. At breakfast, Joey could tell that Sam was still mad. She wasn't mad at him, just mad. This was her big year for the play, and it might end up a disaster. She sat quietly, stirring her oatmeal and staring out the dining room window. Joey wasn't hungry either. He slumped in his chair, hoping he might just be able to come down with an incurable incurable disease before tonight's performance. He didn't want anything more to do with sheep, shepherds, mangers, or babies. He just wanted to be out of the pageant business. His mom and dad walked in silently to the kitchen table, each carrying a steaming cup of coffee and a plate of food. There was a knock at the door. Joey heard his father invite Father Richards in, offering him a cup of coffee and a roll. The pastor joined the family around the kitchen table. Guys, I've been thinking, he said, after a few minutes of sipping coffee and eating a few bites of food. Last night gave us an idea of what might have happened on that first Christmas. Can you imagine how frightened the sheep might have been when all those angels appeared? Just think how they might have scurried around. This was the most important night in history, and something very different was taking place. Who knows? One of the sheep might have even tried to chew an angel's gown. Father Richard paused, or Richards paused, detecting a slight grin on Sam's face and a little more light in Joey's eyes. The important thing is that the shepherds went and saw the baby. In the manger, and they believed. So many people this time of year celebrate Christmas and miss the baby. Remember the pin some of the people are wearing on their coats this year? Jesus is, Jesus is the reason for the season? Well, that's the whole point of it. It's more about that it's more about than just falling into a pile of straw. Samantha giggled and then caught herself. Joey sat up a little straighter. Both set about to eat at least half of their oatmeal. No matter what problems people face, even bigger ones like sheep stampedes, so we, or Sam and Joey laughed, no matter what, the important thing is that we don't let that keep us from seeing the baby in the manger. He is our Savior and Lord. Tonight, a lot of people are counting on you and your friends to lead them to the baby. Don't let anything stop you from this important ministry. Even Mr. Williams is coming tonight. Both children gasped. Everyone at St. Bart's knew that Mr. Williams hadn't been to Mass in many years, ever since their only daughter had been crippled by one of those childhood diseases. Joey had heard his dad say that Mr. Williams was blaming God for it. Even as a seven-year-old, he couldn't understand how that could be. Standing on, that sta- on the stage that evening, Joey kept hearing the words of the pastor racing through his mind. Don't let anything stop you. A lot of people are counting on you to lead them to the baby. Joey looked up at his sister, again hanging like a prize fish. Do a good job, sis! Remember what Father Sh- Richard said. Brothers, she muttered as she smiled. Bill Wesley was never in better form. His narration was the best he had ever done. All the actors were on cue. In fact, everyone was doing a great job. It looked as, th- as th- if this year's pageant would be presented without incident. After being flawlessly lowered into the mob of shepherds by Mr. Oswald, Samantha confidently called out her lines. Fear not, for I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be for all the people. For today in this city of David, there has been born a Savior who is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths, and lying in a manger. This was the cue for the shepherds. They were to walk across the stage from the sheep end to the manger. As they walked slowly, Joey glanced out at the audience. In the front row, he saw his parents sitting attentively. They smiled brightly as they caught Joey's glance. Next to them, He saw Mrs. Williams, her eyes glowing with pride. By her side, Mr. Williams sat motionless. He looked like an angry bulldog, barely tolerating the whole ordeal. At that moment, Joey broke ranks with the other shepherds and bolted down the stairs to the floor of the parish hall. He ran up to Mr. Williams and grabbed his hand. "'Mr. Williams! Mr. Williams!' You've got to come with me. You've got to come to see the baby. I know he loves you. You have got to go see him. Have you seen the baby, Mr. Williams? Come with me, please. Not even knowing why, Mr. Williams rose and hand in hand walked with Joey up the stairs and to the manger. The two knelt down with the other shepherds and looked at the infant that was lying in the cradle. Mrs. Williams was on her feet, her hands clasped over her mouth in horror and disbelief. Just then, Mr. Williams turned around and looked at her. Tears were streaming down his face. She ran up to the platform and knelt beside her husband, who was looking with new eyes at the child before them. Rarely at a raw loss for words, Father Richards quickly stood and walked up to the platform. And the shepherds went back, he declared, glorifying and praising God for all that they had seen and heard, just as had been told them. As you may now understand, some of us tonight have seen the child, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, with new eyes. So I ask each of you, Have you seen the baby? Have you really looked upon him who is the Savior and Redeemer of the world? May all of us leave this hall with a greater view of the babe in the manger. May all of us here truly see the baby for who he truly is. Well, I want to thank you for joining me for this very special edition of Follow to Lead. I hope you did enjoy the story. Have you seen the baby? And from all of us at Duke and Altam Schools Collaborative, we want to wish you a very Merry Christmas and a most joyous New Year. For our audience, if you haven't already, please be sure to follow our podcast and leave a comment to encourage us toward future programs. To learn more about the Duke and Altam Schools Collaborative, please visit our website at diaschools.org. We also want to thank our production assistant, Alex Shire, for assisting in the production of this podcast. May Almighty
0: God bless you. We'd like to thank you for joining us on this episode of Follow to Lead, a production of the Duke and Altum Schools Collaborative. To learn more about finding your own path in your journey of faith or for more information on what we discussed in today's episode, you are invited to follow us on social media and visit us on the web at diaschools.org. To provide a one-time donation or monthly pledge, please visit our website. Your gift will aid us in providing up-to-date information, additional resources, and other support on how to take Catholic education to a higher level. We look forward to helping you follow God's call to lead others to God right here on Follow to Lead.